Hi, I'm Allie. And I'm Jacob. Welcome to Rookie Rundown, the sports podcast for the casual fan. This week, we have a wide range of topics. We have a follow-up from women's soccer. We've got some football news, Olympics, college basketball. It's that time of year. And mountain biking. Yeah. Um, And we know that this episode is not coming out on our usual day of the week. Um, It isn't. It isn't uh, Wednesday? No. Uh, But, you know, life happens and you have to be flexible. So we had to be adaptable this weekend. To be honest, what happened is we forgot on Tuesday and then realized on Wednesday. But we were booked solid on Wednesday. So now we're recording on Thursday. Yeah. Um, But anyway, if you were expecting the episode to be released on Monday morning, our bad... You mean Wednesday? Yeah, I said release on Wednesday. Oh, I thought you said Monday. No. Man, in my head, it still (laughs) feels like Monday. Well, anyway, let's go ahead and get started with our women's soccer follow-up from episode 18. So, Jacob, pop quiz. Do you remember what we were talking about in women's soccer? What event? Oh, the She Believes Cup. Okay, good job. Yes, so the She Believes Cup just ended, and the USA was undefeated. As they should be. I mean, they were they only played three teams, but they did beat all three teams. Muy um, bien. Yes, we stand powerful women. Um, and the MVP was USA's Mallory Swanson. So she scored four goals during the She Believes Cup. Wow. Which means she is the all-time leading scorer in the She Believes Cup. <laughs> and well, the first player in She Believes Cup history to score in all three games of a single year's competition. Well, that's interesting. I mean, to be fair to the She Believes Cup, it hasn't been around that long. I want to say it's been like four years. Okay, well. So, you Less know. impressive now. Well. Somebody had to set that Yeah, mark, it is. Im- yeah. And it is also impressive because she was the only USA women's national team member to score other than Alex Morgan. And Alex Morgan only scored, I think, one goal. Oh, so she was basically the offense. Yes. Like, there was no one else. Like, And no one in the tournament in general scored more than one goal except her. Wow. So, That's crazy. Of course she was the MVP. Yeah. And as of the time of, at the time of this recording, so Thursday night, there are only 140 days until FIFA's Women's World Cup begins. Wow, that's really coming up quick. Yes. So I'm kind of surprised it, because it's in the Southern Hemisphere, so I assumed that it would be, like, later, but I guess they'll make do. It's Australia. It's not yeah, it's, be it's that Australia, cold. yeah. But anyway, so that's exciting. Like, go Team USA. I can't wait to see what they do at the Women's World Cup. I mean, they're back-to-back right now, aren't they? So... Kind of expect them to win. Knock on wood. Knock on wood, yeah. That'll be our next sound effect that we'll add. <laughs> Put it on our cue there. Mm-hmm. Well, Jacob, what's going on in American football? Uh, yes, the original uh, undisputed football. Uh, okay. American football. Sure. <laughs> so the NFL draft is coming up, and this week has been the NFL draft combine where – Eligible players for the NFL entry draft uh, run through several drills in Indianapolis. So everything from the 40-yard dash to the three-cone drill, which is like a a sprint and agility test. It's really like buying cows where you see the cow and you make sure it can produce good milk before you decide if you're going to buy it or not. I don't think they're worried about the milk most of the time. No. (laughs) 
I'm just saying, like, that's what it's like. Yeah, like, it is. It is. It's I like, mean, it's weird. Because the big part of it is also your doctors, your team doctors getting to check out players to make sure that, like, if they have had any medical history, that their injuries are not, like, concerning to you. So if you draft them, you know what you're getting, basically. It's just weird because they're it is human weird. beings. Oh, it's absolutely weird. But that's just the commodity nature of the NFL draft. Yeah. Well, anyway, go ahead. And the, well, not the consensus, but one of the top players in the NFL draft is a defensive lineman from the University of Georgia named Jalen Carter. Now, if you remember, in January, after Georgia won the national championship, one of its offensive linemen and support staff were killed in a car crash. And at the time, it was ruled a single car crash, but it turns out that they were actually racing <gasps> a and the other car they were racing was driven by Jalen Carter. And he lied to the police about where he was, and he fled the scene after the crash. So That is some that's like a That's a felony, Yes, is what that is. So um, he has an arrest warrant out, and he went to Georgia, and I believe cleared that up. Um, I want to say that, I don't cleared know. Cleared what up? Like, he went down and, and faced the charges or had the charges leveled against me. And I don't think he's out on bail, but I don't know. Yeah. He was at the I draft combine. Yeah. So, like, I'm sure it'll get resolved. Is he out on bail or what? I, I'm not sure. Maybe they decided it, not to press charges? No, surely they did. Or maybe they they're just waiting. Warrant. They all, issued a all warrant. All I'm saying is it sounds like a scene from, like, it sounds like a sports book. Yeah. Uh-huh. So... It, we'll still have to wait and see what happens, but it definitely will affect his draft status because will he be available to play in, or will he be in jail? Yes. Will he be playing for the longest yard team or will he be playing on your team? You know. Are you proud of yourself? Will he be playing against the guards or in the same town as the guardians? We'll never know. Hit that sound button. Uh, This one? No, actually, I'm in the crickets. Oh, I like that one better. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is everybody after that wonderful joke. Jacob has control of the soundboard, so my apologies. Yeah, that's the one I was looking for. <laughs> the other, there was some other drama. So at the NFL Draft Combine, a lot of the team officials have press availability. And the... General manager for the Ra- the Baltimore Ravens made some comments about how they've been unsuccessful drafting wide receivers and they have they haven't found any successful ones, which of course the current wide receivers on the Baltimore Ravens saw and did not like. <gasps> and one of their first round picks from two years ago took to Twitter and basically said, You shouldn't be blaming us for your mistakes. If you had set us up for success as a team, then you wouldn't have to worry about this. Basically called him out for you know, talking trash on them. Wow, the drama. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of drama. But, like, shout out to that guy, like, standing up for himself. You know, if, even if it's your boss, like, somebody t- just absolutely tearing you down in front of others when he yeah. has been the one responsible for assembling the group you have. is It's literally his job. It's his job. Wow. So. I would be mad, too. I don't even blame him. Speaking of things that are just kind of maddening and just out there, have you heard about Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat? You already know I haven't. Do you know who Aaron Rodgers is? He plays football, and I think he's a quarterback. He is, yeah. And also, isn't he like a conspiracy theorist? Well, uh, probably, like, but he's just a weird guy. Is he the one that didn't get the COVID vaccine? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, yeah. He said he had been immunized. 
so he wasn't technically lying. Whatever. Um, he has been debating retirement or what he wants to do next in his career. And uh, in order to gain better insight, he went on a darkness retreat. Okay. Where it's just him in a shack, and it was dark the whole time. It was like sensory deprivation. Oh, so like there was no windows in the shack? It was completely dark. So there's no windows? Yeah, no windows, no nothing. All, all walled off. Did he eat? I have no idea. He was probably doing drugs. Okay, but like, did he learn anything? He said that he, well, he just came out of it, and he said he has better insight into his career path. Wait, I need to know more, like, how long did it last? I want to say it was three days. Okay, that's insane. He's insane. That's just like three days of just sitting in a shack. He probably hallucinated. I he probably, probably would also think that I knew everything I about my point. career if I, I think hallucinated. the point is that you get hallucinations and gain better insight. Wow. That is something else. Yeah, I mean. You are, with all due respect, dumb. Okay, I'm not saying he's dumb, though. Like, maybe he got something out of it. I'm just saying, like. If only I had enough money to take three days off to set in a sensory deprivation shack. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, good for him if he doesn't have it. I'm just like highly skeptical. Yeah, it's, it's not for me. Yeah. Speaking of things that are not for other people, <laughs> I have an Olympics update. We should totally add the Olympic sound, Jacob. Like the, the theme? Yeah, we got to add that to the list. Anyway, um, Olympics, the next Olympics will be the Summer Olympics in Paris in 2024. And this is relevant. Um, it'll We'll circle back around to it. So it has been one year since Russia invaded Ukraine. And the International Olympic Committee is considering allowing Russian and Belarus athletes to compete in the Paris Olympic Games. Which is bananas to me. Yes. So, obviously, the Ukrainian athletes are not happy about this. As they should be. Um, I read an article by um, AP News that talked about how many of their athletes haven't been able to train because they've had, like, they've had their... um, Training their training facilities. facilities like bombed and they can't <laughs> train anymore. It's so ludicrous. And lots of them have lost family members. So um, there's this diver that they, the AP um, interviewed who he's named after his grandfather and his grandfather died because he lived in Marupol. I don't know. Mariupol. Yeah. Yeah. Or I don't know really and how to not pronounce it, but he I know had cancer on. and he couldn't get his cancer treatment after the city was bombed. All right, here we go. I found the theme, so we can play it in the background. Well, okay, that's a little depressing now, but yeah, you're right. The timing wasn't yeah, great. Yeah, the timing wasn't great. You probably should have just waited, but okay. I guess we'll have Olympic background to our sadness. Can't uh, continue. <laughs> anyway, so um, you know, just like the Ukrainian athletes are kind of pissed about this, and I understand it because what they said is like. I don't want to share a pool or a field or a training facility with people who supported my family members dying. Yeah. Um, and the Russian athletes and the Belarusian athletes are, are currently banned from many sports, including a standing uh, ban from the International Olympic Committee that says um, that they're currently banned. And now they're saying that no athletes who, quote, acted against the peace mission of the IOC by actively supporting the war in Ukraine would be allowed to compete. 
But it's like, how are you going to monitor that? How are you going to decide, like, you know, people might be supporting it, but quietly. I remember you know? in the last Olympics, Russia didn't technically compete because they had been banned due to doping. Yes. And ster- like steroid yes. use. So it would be the second consecutive Olympics that they had technically It's been, been since 2014. So how many Olympics has it been since yeah. then? When have been three? Well, if you count winter. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Because 16, 18, 20. So three, yeah. Yeah. So it's just ridiculous. I mean, 2022, so four. Um, what... What the Olympic Committee is saying that is, like, their rationale is that, um, you know, they say that it's, like, a diplomatic thing. Or let me just read it. So they said they have a strong commitment to the unifying mission of the Olympic movement, requesting and encouraging it to live up to this unifying mission, particularly in these times of division, confrontation, and war. No athlete should be prevented from competing just because of their passport. So interesting. So they released that at the end of January, but it's just starting to get more publicity because the mayor of Paris has like made a couple comments about it in the news. And at first she was like, no, Russia can't compete. But then she kind of like backtracked and was like, it's up to the International Olympic Committee. Sounds like somebody got paid some campaign finance money. Yeah. But either way, I mean, I know that we're over a year out from the Olympics, but I feel like this is another potential political sports storm that is brewing. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. So just something to keep on your radar. Absolutely. I just love this. This is like (laughs) such an elite... Theme song. <laughs> okay, well, that was the end of our uh, Olympic segment. More to and follow now, in summer of from today's action. All around the Olympic village. I know. My Jacob, name is Bob Costas. I'm getting you hyped about the Olympics. It is still over a year out. I'm so sorry. Love the Olympics. Yeah. Well, you also love college basketball, which is what you're going to talk I about d- next. I do love college basketball, and it is officially March, and that means it is madness. So starting now, as in today, March 2nd, when we're recording this, uh, the conference tournaments for men's and women's college basketball are starting, and that means that all the teams that compete in Division One basketball will play in their conference tournament, and the winner of that tournament is guaranteed a berth in the NCAA championship events. Mm-hmm. And we will be doing a special March Madness episode next week where we'll talk about brackets mm-hmm. and what to look for coming Yeah, up. similar. To, I mean, if you want to go back and listen to our bracket episode from last year, it will be similar to that, and we'll talk about but we'll you know, talk about teams, things that are specific yeah, to this, this year, year specifically yeah. and how you want to build your bracket this year. Um, the other note from college basketball is uh, Detroit Mercy player Antoine Davis finished three points shy of uh, Pistol Pete Maravich's all-time NCAA scoring record. Um, so Davis had five years because he was a he had a COVID year, so he played for four years, used his extra year of eligibility to play. And at the end of his game tonight in his conference tournament, he missed a potential game-tying three-pointer that would have tied the all-time scoring record. And so I just I feel so uh. bad for him. He's so close. But he did have one of the best 
I mean, statistically, the second best college basketball career of all time. Yeah, that is hard, though. It is. And with the whole everyone watching it and the pressure being on that stage. Yeah. And what's what's interesting about this is uh, Davis played 144 college games, and the scoring record was set in 86. And it he the uh, so Pistol Pete, who holds that record still, played for LSU, Louisiana State, before the three point line was invented. Hmm. So he set the all time scoring record without the benefit of a three point shot, and probably less games in a season in, too. Well, right? and less games overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wow. it is just crazy that that record still stands, I'm, even though there have been all sorts of people after. I'm going to start a new rumor right now that Davis purposely missed the shot in the honor of Pistol Pete. Uh, it's possible. I am starting that rumor right now. <laughs> Pistol Pete's son did come out and say that if his dad were still alive, he would have wanted Davis to break his record. Okay, but um, I'm starting this rumor right now. We're starting now. the record now that out of respect for Pistol Pete, Antoine Davis missed that final shot. Yeah, that's the rumor I'm going with. It seems like it, it seems sort of like a pretty harmless rumor to yeah, start. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Let's we'll ride with it. Yeah, speaking of riding with it, great transition. Oh, look Jacob. at me go. So today I have a story for you from the world of professional mountain biking, of which I am so not familiar. So have you ever heard of Katarina Nash? No, you know I have not. Okay, so she is a mountain biker and cross-country skier. She does both? Yes. She she bike up and ski down? (laughs) She represented her home country of the Czech Republic in two Winter Olympics and three Summer Olympics. And she is the president of the Union Cyclist International Athletes Commission. So she is a big name in the mountain biking and cr- cross country skiing as well world, but mostly mountain biking seems to be her top interest. Um, so what happened to Nash is in October of 2022, Nash, who lives in California, was tested by the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency, and that test came back positive for capromorelin. Oh, my favorite performance-enhancing drug. Yes. So it was a trace amount. Um, According to the article I read, it was 0.0 billionths of a gram per milliliter. So this drug is actually not listed by name on the list of banned substances, but it's considered an other prohibited substance. Mm. So Nash was was, uh, temporarily suspended from her sport of mountain biking and also from her position as president of the UCI Athletes Commission. Huh. So what happened is she was cleared this month by the American, um, what are the letters again? UCI. Uh, United States Anti-Doping Agency. Okay. Um, So she was cleared by them after they investigated and found that the adverse finding was from Nash giving her dog medication. That's nuts. So her dog was sick and she was having to kind of tussle with her dog to get the dog to take the medication. Something we're familiar with. Yes. So it's it's a medication called Entice that is supposed to be an appetite stimulant. Hmm. So... She, it's like a oral solution, and so then 
you know, she was just having to struggle with her dog. Her dog was a Vishla named Ruby. And so that tiny little amount on her skin caused her to have that positive test result. That's bananas. Isn't it? So, unfortunately, the USADA was required to publish Nash's name and that she'd been associated with this potential doping event. I think they called it an adverse... um, Effect or something? No, they they called it an adverse finding. So, they were required to publish her name, so now she's always going to be associated with this. And she has not been cleared by the World Anti-Doping Association, so it might still show up on her record there. That's so dumb. But isn't that crazy? Don't we have Russians to focus on? She's been uh, on the world athletic stage since the 90s. Wow. Um, You know, just an incredible history, you know, this really, really at the top of her sport. Um, and also on the administrative side as the president. And, yeah, it, it just shows it can happen to anyone. Wow. Yeah, and it's crazy. So in the article I was reading about Nash's situation, it also said that athletes have tested positive for banned substances after kissing people who have taken banned substances or after eating tainted meats where the animal was given the substance. That's cr- so crazy. So, to me. you know, a lot of I read multiple articles about this and a lot of them talked about how our testing now for banned substances is almost too sensitive. Yeah. So now they're finding out, you know, they're almost like over testing. Yeah. Any um, or like exposure in any way will pretty much show up. Yeah. Wow. And so they're having to really monitor the levels. And I mean, Nash even said she was lucky that the USADA even looked into it, right? Because if it was another country, they might have just done a four-year ban, which is what they do if you're caught. So it's like, she's lucky that they actually did this research. And it's crazy, but the the scientists from the USADA actually tested it on themselves once they figured out what the medication was in. They put some of the medication on their own skin, and then they tested positive for it. Wow. It's like, that's how they knew. Yeah. But it's just crazy because normally when we talk about doping, it's people we think we're actually doping. Mm-hmm. But this is like a case of mistaken identity. Yeah, for once, uh, they were actually serious when they said, I didn't do it. Exactly. Yeah, but now it's always going to be on her record. Yeah. Um, well, at least until she's cleared. I still have hope. Well, but even if you're cleared, your name is going to be like on your record. Like it doesn't, it never goes away. That's dumb. So it's just it's just interesting because I, I guess I just never the word? thought about it. The word I would use is stupid. Okay. All right. Fair enough. It's just like, I guess I hadn't thought about as science advances, the testing is getting so much better. I, I mean, I feel like we're going to continue so, yeah. to see this. I'm sure we will. And they'll say, well, it's better to catch everything than not catch something. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. Well, for our final play this week, Allie, are you ready? No, the music's not playing yet. There we go. Okay, I'm ready. So, last year, Aaron Rodgers did an ayahuasca retreat. This year, he did a darkness retreat. If you are Aaron Rodgers' agent, what zany experience are you taking him on to help gain insight after next year? You know, that is such a great question. I just feel like he's done a lot of warm weather things. So I guess maybe I would send him to Antarctica to live alone with the Antarctica Antarctica scientist. Or you could put him in just a tent out with the penguins during 
summer when it's dark all day. Well, our summer. He already did the dark thing, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm. he's got to try something new. Maybe we should take him up to the North Pole where it's light all day. Oh, oh, like a, f- a I put him in like opposite. an igloo. True I mean, isolation. Realistically, experience. I just feel like the next step for him is to go to Coachella. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, no, I agree with you. I think that's definitely a possibility. Yeah. I mean, like, if I had a choice, I would choose somewhere like cold. But I'm just thinking, like, realistically, probably Coachella. Yeah. I've never been, but just based off what I've seen on Twitter. It seems like a weird enough place to help him gain some insight. Yeah. Oh, no. Burning Man. <laughs> there would be plenty of ayahuasca available there, I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> Maybe some other natural substitutes. Yeah. Well, where would you send him, Jacob? Man. Oh, maybe to hike Mount Everest. Sorry. I'm just full of really good ideas. See all those dead people on the side of the trail? Why do you always make things sad? I'm just saying. It's this peppy music. They literally use dead bodies for trail markers. Um, Turn left at the man with the green boots. But anyways. Okay, say something happy now about where you would send him. If I had to pick a spot to take Aaron Rodgers... I think I would shove him just into, like, some small collection of double-wide trailers in, like, I don't know, rural Wyoming. Really make him appreciate the resources he has. Really pull his act together. Right? Yeah. I don't think he's going to go for that, but... No, but I think that'd be a good cultural experience. He's focused a lot on hallucinations and stuff like that. I think Big Lou needs to just beat him over the head. I think that would really help fix him. Although, being football, Big Lou has probably also beat him over the head of playing football. I do not understand what you're saying. No, I just think it would induce head trauma to you know, maybe spark something. I don't think that's a good idea. He's already getting a lot of head trauma in football. Yeah, maybe that's why he's so messed up. Just a thought. Interesting. That was an interesting question, Jacob. Okay, if you... It took a weird turn at the Mount it Everest did, thing. yeah. Okay, if you had to go... On a retreat to consider your career, where would you go? Man, I'd want to say like to a rural coastal town, but I think I'd just be distracted by the ocean. So I think I'd go somewhere up in the mountains, really quiet and serene and removed, probably no, like no. a cabin. If you really want to do your deep thinking, you got to go to a coastal town, but somewhere where it's so cold you can't get in the water. So you mm. just stand on the cliffs above the water with like a scarf. That sounds very dramatic, like yeah. Scotland or something. Exactly. Like, see, doesn't that feel like you do a lot of good go? thinking there? Would you go to Scotland? Yeah, sure. But I would be too busy doing touristy stuff. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't do any thinking. I did career reflection in a mirror. It was <laughs> carrier. Yeah. All right. Well, next week we'll have our March Madness preview episode out. New episodes are normally released on Wednesday mornings, except for this week. Whoops. So make sure to follow us on Twitter at Rookie Rundown or on Facebook at Rookie Rundown Pod to find information about episodes and, uh, you know, keep up with us. Yeah. We like you, so you should like us back. Oh, absolutely. And don't forget to keep sports simple, stupid.